What's happening, guys? Morning, studio. Morning. Uh, we're going to play Name the Country Christmas Singer. What we'll do is we'll play Silent Night. We just have to name the very famous country star singing the song. I think last time we played this Eddie one. Yeah, I'll probably win it again, too. But, yeah, let's let's play. I struggle with this. Okay, Ray, give me an example of someone singing Silent Night. Silent Night. Okay, that's Brett Eldridge. There right? he is. Okay. What? Why'd you okay me like uh, that? Because I think I won, but it's okay. Oh, did you, did Amy win? Yeah. No way. No. Uh, yeah, Little Big Town. That's where she got. Oh, yeah. dang. She did, Bones, and you just oh. hurt her feelings. Yeah, hey. I get it. Bobby forgot. I kind of forgot, but what was crazy is you tried to take the credit. <laughs> hey, you know oh, what? That's true. But, Bones, at the same time, I win so many games, I just forgot which one this was. Oh. But you don't win them against me. You almost never beat me. Oh, you that. talking crap? Let's go. Like, you're, like the, you're like the good ball player in your hometown, and then once you go and start to play real competition, you're like, oh, I'm only okay. Why did this bit turn into just slamming? Pizza? I don't know. <laughs> well, because you just you just stole a win. You just claimed right. it. You didn't even win. All right, let me win okay. this one fair and square. Let's go. All right, here we go. Uh, write your answer down. Song number one. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Took me a second. Yeah, me too. What? That took me a second. Oh, the champ is struggling. All right, time. (laughs) Amy's pumping her fist. Amy, what do you have? Blake Shelton. Lunchbox? Blake Shelton. Eddie? Man, it came late, but I got Blake Shelton. Me too. It came really late. It sounded a little nasally for Blake at first. Yeah. It was like, silent night. Oh, wait, what? Uh, Blake Shelton for me as well. All right, good. Next up. Silent night. I'm in. Come on. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. Around. Lunchbox. I put Kenny Chesney. I have no idea. Amy? Garth Brooks. I have Garth Brooks. Eddie? That's the goat, man. That's Garth. All right, it's Garth Brooks. I didn't sound like him. (laughs) All right, next up. I'm in. Me too. (laughs) I'm in. Let us know when you're in. Okay. Okay, you're in? Are you in? No, okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> How are you <laughs> not I in? I can't hear. Oh, my God. I don't need to hear. Listen. Listen with your ears. In. Okay. Oh, what do you got, Amy? Carrie Underwood. Good. Lunchbox? Yeah, Carrie Underwood. You hear from the first moment. Eddie? Bones, we got that quick. Carrie Underwood. Yeah, Carrie. Carrie, Carrie. All right, number four. So. All is calm. I'm in. All is bright. 
say you're in? Oh, yeah, man. I think before you did. Why do y'all talk? Oh, sorry. Why do you talk? <laughs> Guys, let's be nice to each other. It's Christmas. Holy so tender I'm in. Time. Don't know yet. Oh, no. Ah! But y'all talk like the whole time over the clip. No, we did. You're like we I'm in. Talking. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I can't concentrate when you're talking yeah. over the singing. Amy, if you don't know it, you don't know it. It's well, okay. No, good. I get to it. Actually, well, Garth. Five, okay, give her five more seconds. Here you go. Oh. Amy, who do you have? I'm in. George Strait. See? I didn't know it. Lunchbox? George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> I have Kenny Chesney. Oh. Stuck man! Dang Golly. it. That is him. Eddie? I mean, who else goes, fine. That's I mean, Kenny. I don't That's know. Kenny Chesney. No, I was listening to the little, what's that? Is it like a mandolin or something Damn, that hits at the beginning? It felt like a... Texas thing that George would that do. Hits. Yeah, that didn't feel like Beach <laughs> Kenny. I'm used to Beach <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> All right, let's go. One more. Hit it, Ray. Uh, okay, I'm in. I'm in. But I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. All is calm. Hey, Eddie, you in? I'm in, yeah. Okay. All <laughs> is bright. Bones, you can make this 10 points and bet your lunchbox doesn't get it. I don't trust doing that though. Sometimes it plays possum. I am mother and child. <laughs> Lunchbox, you're up first. All right, I'll go for it. Go ahead. George Jones. <laughs> Amy. Johnny Cash. Yeah, Eddie. Johnny Cash. Yeah, same. Okay, so Eddie, you and I are tied as it ends. Yes, let's sir. do one tiebreaker. I can't do speed with you, but let's do one tiebreaker. You got it. Okay. Silent I'm in. Taylor Swift, speed. I yep. won. That's it. He no, won. Good no. One. Thank you for playing my song. No. <laughs> what just happened? He guessed it before you. You didn't win, dude. <laughs> Dang. Dang. All right. Well, All right, man. Good gets game. No, hey, gets no fairer than that, does it, team? <laughs> you can always email us. We have a mailbag. We read them every single day. We, we dose out the advice as best as we can. Morgan, if someone wants to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at boppybones.com. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My husband and I are expecting our third child. We're so excited. We're also blessed. We already have one boy and one girl. We have everything we could need for baby number three. We've been struggling whether or not to find out the gender of this baby. I'm the type of person who likes to have all the information. Knowing all the details keeps me calm. My husband, though, thinks it would be great to be surprised in the delivery room when the baby is born. How do we decide? Help me out. Thanks, Bobby. We love the show. Sincerely, Danielle and Mike. Now, Lunchbox, you guys did not know your three baby genders, right? Right. Didn't find out any of them. My wife wanted to find out on the third one, but I said, what's the difference? We didn't find out with the first two, so I put my foot down, and we oh. didn't find out. Mm. So then what would you suggest here? Listen, you already have a boy and a girl, so what difference does it make? You already have the clothes. You have the toys. You don't need anything. The element of surprise is the most fun part of it, so just wait to the day and just guess. Anticipation is what it's all about. Once you find out, it's like, okay, great. We have a boy. Like, 
There's nothing else to look forward to the whole pregnancy. There's nothing <laughs> exciting. What about the baby, though? That's kind of cool. And huh? the new life you're bringing yeah, into the world. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's the whole point. And then you get to jo- <laughs> jockey over names, like boy name, girl name, and the excitement when they come out of the the, the birth canal. And uh-huh. they hold that baby up, and you're like, it's a... Hopefully a boy. That's interesting, too, Bones, because they didn't have a name as soon as right. the baby was born. So how long are they nameless for? Uh, a couple days, usually. Yeah, I mean, but that could be even my sister on her fourth kid. They were out of names. She didn't know. They knew it was going to be a boy, but it still took her five days to name him because mm. it's just that happens. Okay. Eddie, what do you what do you think here? You got a few kids. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to know what they were right away. We both did. So, I, I mean, I, I, I see nothing wrong with being prepared, knowing what you're getting. And I, I, I there's no element of surprise to me. It's a baby coming, boy or girl, whatever. I, I don't see the big deal, but it's important to her to be prepared. To the guy, it's just like, it'll be cool. I don't think it'll be cool is a good argument here. You don't think rock and roll <laughs> yeah, works? Yeah, dude, that would be totally cool. I, I kind of like the element of surprise here. I don't because I would want to have names. I'd want to work on names. I'd want to be prepared. Oh. Especially because you want to be prepared in your life. Like, you don't like surprises. Why can you not just... One of you know, one of you don't. It's not like it's the first baby. Now, see, here's the thing. You can have the wife find out, but then she cannot tell the husband, and that's a lot of pressure on her because I told my wife, if you find out, you cannot tell me. She goes, I can't deal with that, so I won't find out. But that's what I – it's, again, baby three, so it's not as earth-shattering. Right. Your life isn't completely flipped upside down like baby one or Mm -hmm. even baby two-ish. And if he thinks like y'all do, he's already got the boy. Mm -hmm. He got the girl. Yeah. So he's covered. This is what I'm going to say. You can know, just don't tell him, let him be surprised. Mm-hmm. Or you can know and not tell him you know. And but he's if like, you, but if you slip, oh boy. Or, or if he catches you buying something. Yeah. What would happen if your lunchbox, what would have happened if your wife knew and slipped? Oh, it'd have been a huge problem. Divorce? I mean, maybe. I mean, that's going behind my back and doing something you ain't supposed to do. Maybe he doesn't care that she knows. <laughs> That would be how I would suggest because she wants to be prepared. Let her be prepared. She's also the one having the baby, guys. Like, can I go and resort back? <laughs> right. Let me revert back to my argument about naming the kid. She's holding the baby mm-hmm. for nine months. That's She's going point. through all that. I, I think she deserves 65 to 35 whenever the decisions are being made. Mm-hmm. So I'm on team her. The more I talk about it, <laughs> justice for Danielle. Yeah, That's team what her. I say. Danielle, you should get to know. Hide it from Mike. The end. Oh, okay. He doesn't want to know. What's okay, on the end? Okay, okay. All right, that's the mailbag. Thank you, guys. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the phone, Denise in Austin, Texas. Hi, Denise. What's going on? I ha- I'm in a relationship with a man um, I've known for going on two months, and he wants to introduce us as husband and wife because we have committed ourselves to each other. He's not totally against legally being married, but he doesn't see a reason for being legally married when you don't really have to. Um, So I wanted to get your opinions on that. Can I ask a couple personal questions? Yes, sir. How old are you? I am 61, and I'm going to be retiring next week from my job. And you said that you've been together for a couple of months with this guy? Yes. How old, yes. is, how old is he? He's 64. Okay. And he wants to say you're married after a couple of months. He just wants to be able to say yeah. she's his wife. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It is weird. You're, you're not married. Weird. And you've yeah. only been, if it was like common law, 
You know what common law means? Where they've been together for a long time. Yeah, if it was common law or a common law feeling where you've been together a couple years and you're like, we're going to be together forever. We've been together for a long time. So we know we have the history and the future. So let's just say we're married. I would understand that a bit more. But holy moly, it's two months. I don't think he, he should have to earn the fact to introduce you as someone he's married to. We need to say, slow your roll, buddy. Yeah, I don't get it. Why do you think he wants, do you think he's embarrassed to just have a girlfriend at 64? Like, why do you think he's acting like this? Well, he just, he says that he is totally in love with me and that he sees us as being together forever. We just have such a deep connection. There was just, I, I, it's hard to explain. It's surreal, this connection we've made. It's and, not hard to explain. Just, I, listen, I have a connection with my wife that I could not explain to people unless they've also had that connection, which is Everybody here. At some point, we find our person, right? Are you divorced at all, Denise? Yes, I am. Is this guy different than your ex-husband? Totally. (laughs) But when you were two months in with your ex-husband, did you have these feelings of, this is the one, I'm really passionate about him, like, this is the guy? No. Well, that's No. Hope he's not listening. No. (laughs) Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Because it sounds like you have reservations or you wouldn't have called us. If you just felt like this was the way to go, you would already be going this way. So I'm going to step in and say, hey, you can't have the milk if you don't pay for the cow. Interesting. (laughs) Nice. Good way to put it. So if he wants to be married to you, he needs to freaking marry you. If he likes it, he should put a ring on it. Yeah. If he likes it, (laughs) then he should put a ring. Come on, right? Yes. So do you want to marry him, Denise? I can see myself married to him. I don't know if I would want to be married right this minute. Exactly. Let me give you kids some advice. Hang out, (laughs) spend time with each other. One day you may decide to get married, but I would not let him introduce me as his wife to his family. I wouldn't. No, part of me makes me think like he's He's somehow told people that he's married and he's like, I need a wife. I need a wife. So do you mind if I introduce you as my wife? And like, I just feel like we don't, again, speculating here. We don't know the whole story, but it is weird. It doesn't feel good to me, Denise. Go have a great time. Stay with this guy. At about nine months to a year, you start to go, okay, do we want to get married? Do we want to act like we're married? What's the situation? Two months? Eh, eh, no, yeah, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you. All right, Denise. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Have an awesome day. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Several tours were announced. Cole Swindell announced his headlining Down to the Bar tour. It kicks off on February 17th with special guests Travis Denning and Ashley Cook. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Jimmy Allen announced his first ever headlining tour. He's bringing special guest Neon Union along with him. The tour kicks off in February 2022 and tickets go on sale this week. Lauren Elena announced her second headlining tour called the Top of the World Tour. She's bringing special guest Spencer Crandall. Tickets go on sale this Thursday. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Well, there's a school in Southern California and good for them because their football team went undefeated for the first time in 68 years. And what makes this really cool is it's the California School for the Deaf in Riverside. So wow. this is an all-deaf football team, and it's the best season they've ever had. Do they plan a conference with other deaf schools, or 
No, non-deaf they, they play they play teams that are all all abled. Wow. And so how do they communicate? Does the story say? Yeah, it says here that they do a mixture of sign language and then they have a drum that has different beats on it. And I guess they hit the, the drum for different plays that they run. That's how the Astros uh, won the World <laughs> Series. Yeah, but they cheated. <laughs> they cheated, yes. Uh, hey, that's awesome. That, that's a great story. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy has a series that she's taking us through called Rude People in Public. And it wasn't meant to be a series, but she continues to see rude people all throughout this kind of holiday winter season. Amy, what's your next story here? So my next story is I'm at the mall and I'm over in Forever 21, but my daughter decides she wants Cinnabon. So she walks over there and gets in line. And I'm like, hey, when I get done here, I'll walk over and give you money. So she's in line holding her spot. I see she's about to be the next in line. So I run over there and I... I I step next to her and start to pull out my wallet. Well, the woman behind me thinks that I am just cutting. So she aggressively yells at me and says, excuse me, excuse me, you are cutting. I was in line first. This is the line. You can't cut like just very, it was so angry. I actually had a friend with me too, that it happens to be a therapist and she witnessed it and she was like, oh my gosh, that whatever's happening here is so much bigger than the cinnamon roll and you cutting in line but like this that was awkward and weird and I just kindly turned to her and I was like oh I'm just here this is my daughter I'm here to give her money I'm not even getting anything I'm just giving her money that's it and I couldn't even like I couldn't even look I just turned away and was like this is so awkward but it was just unnecessary it's a cinnamon roll not like TSA line at the airport where I feel like that justifies maybe some anger if you're in a hurry but still I don't know. Just rude people in public. Were you hopping in line beside her, though, really, to get yourself a cinnamon bun? No, I really was <laughs> hopping okay. up there to give her money. Like, it was very... Had she waited two seconds, she would have realized I was just pulling out money to give it to Stashira. Like, she would have... I don't know. I, we, My friend and I were dissecting it a little bit more because it was so awkward and uncalled for. And maybe because I get this a lot. I'm white. My daughter is Haitian, so she's black. And maybe it looked like... Maybe... She didn't think I was her mom, and why would I be giving this girl money? I don't know, but I I feel like she jumped to conclusions. She got very aggressive and yelled at me, and really, I was just giving my daughter money. Yeah, I, I get triggered when people cut line. Yeah. So as you say that about, you know, maybe it's because my daughter's black and I'm white, if I were there and I thought you were cutting line, I would have said the same thing. I'd have been like, whoa, 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 lady, and it would have had nothing to do with either of your skin color. Obviously, something's going on with her. She wasn't having a good day, and she took it out on you guys. But man, you want to see me triggered? Talk in a movie or cut in a line. Now, you weren't cutting in a line. No. But a little bit, I understand why she's like, whoa, lady, what are you doing? Right? Lunchbox? Yeah, I think she did nothing wrong. I mean, when you see someone going in the cut, you have to say something, because what if she lets you stand there? And I would have said, hey, Excuse me, the line is back there, just like that. And you were cutting. Your daughter should have had money with her before she left. Oh, come on. Well, I don't agree with that. I, I mean, you're, you're not the wrong, but I'm just saying I may have reacted the same way. I wouldn't have yelled at you like that, but I'd have been, if you'd have stood there long, I'd have been like, well, you can't cut. Like, we've all been waiting in line. I think she just probably, 
<laughs> the line, the line was my daughter was next, and then this lady was. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yes. Oh, so I pictured yes. like a Disney World ride where it's wrapped no. around. No, like that's what I'm telling you. Like none of this made sense. It was a short line for a cinnamon roll. Like nothing. The the mm. type of anger she or frustration, like the the aggression that was going along with her talking to me was equivalent to if you're at the airport, you're late for your flight, the line is long, and someone tries to cut you. Like that is the reaction I got from her over this. And so I know how you feel about line cutting, Bobby. So that's why I wanted your take on this. And I do think you probably would have said something to me, but not in an angry, aggressive way. I agree. I'd have been like, hey, lady. Yeah. <laughs> back in the line. Mm-hmm. I, there are times where it's Zara and people jump in the line and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't walk up because that's your cousin mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, I'm going to hold all these clothes and get in line with you. Right. The rule on that is if you're paying on the same credit card, then that's okay. If you're walking up and giving clothes to your purse, it's you guys are paying the same card. But if you're walking up and it's two different purchases and you're going up to the counter at different times, no way, Jose. We are not doing that. And I have said, hey, guys, are you together or no? <laughs> and they'll be like, what do you mean? Like, are you going to the counter together? And they'll be like, no, back of the line. And I've done that, and it's been awkward for people that I've been with. But if you're cutting in line, it means nobody else's time at is as important as yours. Mm-hmm. That's fair, but is it okay to stick your child in that line? If it's long, is it okay to be like, oh. all right, son, wait here, and I'll be back in five minutes and meet you at the front? This is what I would say to that. As long as they're holding an item that they're going to buy, it's okay to have them be a placeholder. Okay. Because someone stood there, and it's only one transaction, so he's going to be there, have a transaction. If you bring him more, that's okay, but you can't go up with two different transactions. You can't cut a line and be two different people. <laughs> a little passionate about me, that, this one. Well, it's just, it, it's you thinking you're better than everybody else and that you shouldn't have to wait in line while everybody else did. And I will call you out on it and I will call you out in a movie and I will go, stop talking, put your phone down. And then after I do that, I'll be scared you're going to beat me up the entire time <laughs> and that we're going to meet in the parking lot and I'm going to get my butt whooped but I will still say what I need to say because you know what? I'm a man of the people and I'm not just representing me. I'm representing everybody in line who doesn't have a voice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Amy, I'm sorry that happened to you, but yes, people are seemingly extremely rude right now. Yeah, I hope I have no more of these stories to bring to y'all after this. All right, we'll have another one tomorrow. Right here at the same time. (laughs) All right, most used emojis of 2021. Amy, before the break, you said you do the clap hand ones. Yes, a lot. Which I, I don't ever you do don't, that one. You don't you, ever reply mm-hmm. to someone like, yay, or on Instagram if you're just commenting quickly, you just go clap, 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 clap. No, I'll do for the same reason the 100. Yeah. Or or the thumbs up okay. for the same reason. But no, uh, let's go. Top 10. Number one is actually tears of joy laughing. And the one straight ahead. And because Gen Z was like, stop using that one. You're old. But we just overruled Gen Z. We've used it so much that it's still the number one, the tears, the laughing emoji. It is also my number one most used. Although, to be fair, I do use the skull a little bit for dead for the same. If it's super funny, I'll hit you with the skull, which means I'm dead. I'm not even just laughing. I laughed so hard. My insides have ruptured (laughs) and bursted and I've died and it hurt. And this is my skull because my body is completely just disintegrated away. That's funny. Thank I you. mean, the, uh, the 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 laughing face over to the side, is that the one you're talking about? Because that's what nope. Jen... No, you said straight on. Straight on. Straight on. Wow. I hate that one. I, I don't even have that one in my top because the kids told me to, mm-hmm. you know, the young people said, stop using that one. Here's the thing about kids, Amy. Yeah. 
They're dumb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're dumb. What else you got? Uh, n- number two is the red heart. I only use the red heart for Caitlin. Oh, I, I don't use purple or yellow hearts, I guess, at all. But I only use the red heart for Caitlin. And I don't even like to heart because sometimes you can just hit reply on the iPhone and give a thumbs up or a heart. It's rare that I'll hit the heart version. I just feel like that's a love. It's only real, really there for one person. Hmm. Okay. Unless it's romantic, you don't get the red heart. Okay. Your thoughts on that? That. I, I mean, yeah, I I could see why you want to reserve it for that, but it really just means that you like it. It doesn't, it, like, in I would In your world, because anyone you send it to, Amy, they think you want to, ooh, ow. <laughs> Okay, now I'm going to be <laughs> rethinking how many things I heart. I heart uh, a lot. Rolling on the floor, laughing, that's the sideways eye cry that's also a laugh. That's three. The thumbs up sign is at four. I thumbs up like crazy. It has... Come into my life in such a strong way, that emoji, that I thumbs up in real life now because I use the thumbs up emoji so much. If, like, I feel to somebody in human form the same way I thumbs up, I'll just go thumbs up. Like, it's kind of a new thing I'm doing. I'm also testing out the sideway thumbs, like this thumb side, like this. Yes. Like you. Just go like, what up? That's yeah, what I, my 11-year-old son does, but I feel uh, like kids do, do that. Because kids are like, thumbs up to the side, thumbs down. Oh, I just do thumbs to the side as like, what up? Like... I see you. It's n- nothing to go thumbs up about, but also it's not thumbs down. So I'm giving you thumbs side. Yeah. It's just a little workshopping thing I'm doing, like a wave. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, let's see. The cr- the crying face where the tears are going all the way down the eyes is at five. Prayer hands is at six. Blowing a kiss is at seven. Smiling face with three hearts around the three boop, boop, boop. The smiling face with the heart-shaped eyes is at nine. And then a straight up smiley face is at 10. That is from Unicode. And I haven't said mine. I think mine. Let me look at mine here now. Let's see. Let me look up my texts. Yeah. How do you tell that? Can you go somewhere yeah. specifically? All, all you do is you go to your text message and you hit your emoji, that circle down in the bottom left, and mm-hmm. it shows you what you use the most. Ah, got it. On the far and left. And mine is the crying with laughter. That's number one. And then number two are the eyes like, ooh, I see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the 100 is pretty strong, too. And then the pig, the boar, is at number four because I talk about so much Arkansas stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, boar is that one. I have a couple voicemails I want to play for you guys. This is Lauren from Pittsburgh. Here you go. This message is for Eddie. I uh, just had to pull off on the side of the road. My car is um, having some issues. And a truck immediately stopped in front of me, and a woman got out to make sure I was okay. So you're right. You should always still stop on the side of the road if you see a car. All right. Eddie, your thoughts? I mean, I think it's a big difference that a woman stopped. My whole point is I'm a man and I do like to stop and help people. And sometimes when it's a woman, they lock the doors or they act weird. Like, no, I'm good. I don't need any help. Like, you're Mm. a strange man. That was my point when I said that. Yeah, because you're a dude and a woman or maybe a guy would feel threatened too. Look at me. I I get it. Look at you. You look good. (laughs) By the way, I'm going the wrong direction. Because I've been away from a month and hardly the gym, I probably put on 10 pounds. Can you tell? No. No, not really. Oof. I'm hurting over here. All right, here is Eric, also from Pittsburgh. Here you go. I'm not real familiar with your show, but my girlfriend is. She just left you a message because her car broke down on our way to the Steeler game in Pittsburgh. She's saying about a car pulling over to help. But she failed to mention we were supposed to leave to go to the game two hours ago. And now we're going to miss likely the whole first quarter because she messed around too much and had no oil in her car. And this whole day has gone to crap. Thanks for listening. Bobby, help me with my car! (laughs) 
If I were there, I would. Uh, thanks, Eric, for that call. See, that's what happens when you don't leave on time. You don't have enough buffer time in case something goes wrong. And the Steelers end up winning that game at the very end of the game. I hope you got there before the end of it. It's a great game. Here's a voicemail from Joe in Richmond, Virginia. I was just checking in on that uh, young lady who doesn't like your show. I can um, kind of relate to that. And I think what her problem may be is that she had a local morning show that she really enjoyed. Because I went through a similar situation when you came to Richmond. I really enjoyed our morning show. And I was like, who's this Bobby Bones dude? And what's he taking over my morning show for? But I really come to enjoy it. And as she gives it some time, I think it, uh, she'll come around. Right, thanks, Joe. And you know, Joe has a point, and this happens a lot. Listen, we don't go and go, you got to put us on the air. Stations will come to us and say, hey, we would like to put you on the air for different reasons. Maybe it's ratings aren't doing well. Maybe they're, you know, it's a budget issue. And so at one point, we were just a local show. And then we went to two markets and then 10. And then somehow, me and all my group of friends who had never been on the radio in our life, well, their life, I had been, uh, are doing this show that's probably way too big for us. But that being said, like, I get it. It's just when you're mean about something, and she was, I said, hey, let, let, let us talk to you. If you spend a couple weeks with us, you will notice that we're normal people. Just because we're not in the same, live on the same block or in the same city. But how often did you ever hang out with the people that were on the radio before? You know, and I actually think we're a little more accessible than even local warning shows a lot of times. Because we are so accessible online. We talk about our lives so much more openly than normal radio people. I'll say this. We're not a good radio show. What we are is we're a show that divulges a lot of our personal lives, our thoughts, our feelings. We reek of authenticity at times when it is not comfortable to do so. So I get her when she said she hated our show. I get it. But I just ask that she give us a chance. And Joe, I appreciate the fact that you did that and... That's where we are now. Amy, anything you want to say about that? Um, no, I mean, I think you nailed it. <laughs> we like reek of authenticity <laughs> when it's awkward. <laughs> yes. Sometimes yeah. it hurts. Mm-hmm. But And you may disagree with us some about things, and that's okay, but you'll always know that we're telling you our truth. And sometimes our truth is wrong, but like we tell you our truth. Yeah, so maybe maybe I'd add it's not just so much authenticity, but sometimes it's like uh, vulnerability. There's and a like, part of that too. Yeah, over mm-hmm. maybe maybe oversharing. A bit of that, <laughs> yes. At times. Um, so, but but thank you for that call. I, I appreciate that. Uh, let's hear from Rebecca, who is a student at Penn State. I was wondering what your thoughts are on Arkansas and Penn State playing each other in the Outback Bowl. My thoughts are that I wish I could be there. That's January 1st at 11 Central, 12 Eastern in Tampa. And you know I love Tampa. And I love the Razorbacks in the opposite order, obviously. But I'm hosting New Year's Eve on CBS this year, which I'm super proud of. And I can't believe they're letting me do it. And so I can't go to the game. But I respect Penn State as an institution. But I hope we beat you by 500. And that's the truth. Uh, One more. Rachel from Knoxville. Let's go. Hey guys, I have a morning corny for you. How much does he have to pay to park his sleigh? Nothing. It's on the house. Get it, Amy? Yeah, no, I had that one in my back pocket for this month. Yep. Sure. 
Well, I not did. anymore. <laughs> Taken. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Well, heads up. Debt collectors will now be allowed to contact you through direct messages on social media. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau approved it, and it's going to be going into effect. Actually, it already has, like last week. So check your DMs. Debt collectors might be there. Well, I'll be ignoring those, too. <laughs> I mean, very easy to ignore those. I get DMs all the time from people. But, I mean, it's just a, another way to ignore them. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But the more ways they can get a hold of you, I mean, just just be aware that those are out there. And then maybe maybe you don't realize you even have a debt. Did that yes. ever happen to anybody? Yes. I was about to say there was a debt that I didn't pay for like a year and a half. It was an $18 insurance copay. And they had tried to call old numbers. They could never get me. Finally, they got me through an email and I was like, they were like, you realize this is going on your credit. And I was like, $18? I paid it immediately. So maybe if a debt collector slides into my DMs, I can pay those off. Yeah. So it could be a good thing. Now, I saw this story about a woman who went to get a laser done on her face. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. For what? Why uh, would you get a laser on your face? Uh, you know, it's like a cosmetic thing. It's like esthetician. Like, you, you know that time I got that chemical peel and burned my face mm-hmm. off? So it's for that. You burn off your face to have the new face appear. Yeah, you peel okay. back the layers of the skin. And so this girl's there, and the, the girl that's putting it on her face, the laser, she gets distracted because she's arguing on a phone call with her boyfriend. No. <laughs> and she ends up burning this woman's face. No. So she sued. She's 42 years old, just trying to get a little laser treatment. Ends up getting her face burnt, so she sues. And she only is awarded the cost of the treatment, which was $260. And I was like, what? I cannot believe this. And it made me wonder, too, about the time that my face got burnt at the mall when I got that chemical peel, if the person knew what they were doing and maybe I could have sued. Well, they were at the mall, Amy. And I think you know when you're getting something done for free at the mall, kind of what you're <laughs> getting there. And then secondly, what kind of, I blame the attorney. Whoever our lawyer was did a terrible job at not getting her any more money than that. There is pain and suffering. And if there was that, and they can prove that she was on the cell phone with her boyfriend, she's owed money. I say we start a PayPal for her. Yeah, no, I I mean. I I don't. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's just pretty crazy. But hey, be your own advocate if you're having something serious done and you notice that your technician or whatever is preoccupied. Be like, um, pause treatment, please. (laughs) Handle stuff with your boyfriend. Bobby, have you ever had potato candy? Uh, Have you ever had turd soup? (laughs) Well, listen, Karen Fairchild, you know, from Little Big Town, she's talking about how her family makes potato candy during the holiday season. So here she is describing it. Christmases at our house growing up usually included making candy with my mother and my grandmother. We did everything from potato candy to chocolate dipped peanut butter. And (laughs) What is potato candy? It does use a potato, but it's like a roll that has peanut butter inside. I, I retract my, have you ever had poop soup? Okay, I'll take that back. I just thought it was a ridiculous thing, potato candy. Yeah, do you have anything particular you're going to make this holiday season that's like baking, candy, anything you're looking forward Bobby? to? <laughs> hey, Amy, do you realize what show this is? And who you-, you know who you're talking to? Well, yeah. you're married now, so I didn't know yeah. if you and Caitlin are like, oh, yay, we're going to do sugar cookies or... <laughs> Something? I will do whatever she tells me, but do I have anything that I am anxious to do? No. I'm just anxious to get home at this point, and for, I hate cold weather, but I cannot... Is it even cold there? Yeah. Yes. Barely. Okay. I hate cold weather, but I'm so done with this jungle climate that I've been living in for over a month. 
uh, I'll do whatever she wants. You want to make potato? You want to make potato candy? Let's do it. <laughs> potato candy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe y'all should. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a nursing student in Connecticut driving home 2 a.m. The car in front of her swerves off the road and boom, crashes into a pole. And she's like, man, I'm in nursing school. I can help out. So she pulls over to the side of the road and jumps out to help. And that's when the guy tries to carjack her. He throws her <gasps> he throws her to the ground and jumps in her car Whoa. and is going to drive off. And so she says, uh-uh, you ain't getting away with my car. So she starts biting him. <laughs> Throws him in a headlock. Ah, ah, ah. Puts the car in park and takes the keys and throws them. And then he runs away and police get him a little bit down the road. Okay, that I did not expect that twist in a story. I mean, that was straight uh, <laughs> I see dead people twist. <laughs> Secondly, did he crash the car on purpose to get someone to pull over? No, I think he was under the influence. Mm. Oh, so maybe he was looking for a ride out of there before he got in trouble. Yeah, and so he, thought she he thought he would steal a car. Yeah, she thought she was going to help him, and he she was he was like, "I'm going to steal this car. Get out of here, girl." <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good decision. Are you telling me that people who drink don't make good decisions? People drink <laughs> a lot. Shocking. A oh, okay, okay. All right. Great story that she stopped to help. Great story that she headlocked him, and great story that they caught him. He is an idiot, though. Like this is almost. A crossover episode. Tell me something good, bonehead story of the day. <laughs> yeah, and I, you want to so know the you worst say part? Your part. Oh, go ahead. Is he had COVID, so she has to take a couple weeks off school. Oh my goodness! Oh. All right. Okay, you say your part like it's a bonehead, and then I'll do the, the tell me something good part. I'm lunchbox, and that's your bonehead story of the day. And that's what it's all about. <laughs> that was tell me something good. I had a question for you guys before we get into the morning corny. I was reading about Lego, and they gave all 20,000 employees bonuses, and they also gave them a few days off. And so I was wondering, with you guys here in the studio, if you had your choice, would you rather have a bonus or three days off? Now, before you say, well, how big is the bonus? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The three days bonus will be the money that you would have been paid when you worked for a day. Like your daily wage would be your bonus times three. So would you like a bonus of, for, for three extra days or would you like three days off? This is so hard. If, is yes, it? it is hard. That's why I'm asking. If it was what easy, would you we would just not. Who are you asking, Amy? Uh, anybody. Everyone's acting like this is easy. Okay, Lunchbox, go ahead. Money. Money, 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 money. You can do things with money. The more money you have, the more options you have. Those three days extra money, I can take a trip. Call in sick three days. Well, no, no. Sick days isn't really part of the hypothetical here. Um, Eddie? <laughs> Good try. No, for sure, give me the money, Bones. I mean, really, three days off, what's it going to do? It's going to put me at home. I'm going to be lazy. The kids are going to drive me nuts. I'd rather be here, make some money. Let's go. Wow. I think I would take the three days off, honestly. You? Because I need, yeah, I need those days <laughs> to do other projects. You've changed. Yeah, who is this guy? <laughs> You guys aren't listening to what I'm saying. I would take those three days off to do my other projects and just have and oh. I'd have more time to do other stuff too. Because most days, I have, like now, I'm doing two jobs. All, the, all day I do one, then I go to the other. So I would take the three days off so I could only I could work one job. Amy? I think I'm leaning more towards the three days off. 
Because like being like I think of time with the kids and being a mom and sometimes all the fitting all of that into the day with their school and different things we have to do. My day would be much easier if I just could focus on them and then also focus on myself. Do whatever I want. I should say that too. I would take those days off for Caitlin and I to spend time together. Yes. Wow. See? Yeah. There All right, go. I'll change. I'll change, Bones. I'll, I'll take the yeah, days no, off, too. you can't come around <laughs> now. Yeah, now that your okay, wife's so listening. <laughs> this is what I wanted to do because Christmas is coming up. Everybody yes. look under their chair. There's a little envelope oh, down there. Let's go. Okay. Look under your you chair. Joking? I didn't get nothing. Yes, I am. There is no envelope. Oh, I am just kidding. That was just the tag. Eddie pulled the tag <laughs> off the bottom. Oh, I was like, man. I got an envelope. No, it's just a tag. Oh. Here's the thing that's confusing to me. Because you guys always go like, why don't you give us it? I don't own the company. Mm-hmm. I don't own the company. I'm going to say it one more time. I don't own the company. <laughs> no, you're going to sing it this time. Hey, Buck Bones, you are a VP of the company, though. Don't you have a little bit of influence on what you can if do? If I paid you out of my own money, I would also bonus you. I have people that work for me that I do pay out of my own money, and I bonus them. Mm. But I don't pay you guys. So stop side-eyeing me every time I walk by. <laughs> I don't. Ma- I'm not. And Merry Christmas. There, like, yeah. I mean, did I mean, you guys look under your chair? Yes, really? yes, yes I, did. I, did. I thought there was gonna be a golden <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, okay, let's do the morning corny, Amy. The morning corny. Well, speaking of money, uh, how does Santa spend his hard-earned salary? How does Santa spend his hard-earned salary? On jingle bills. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Yeah. No, get it. That was the morning corny. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dan and Shay. What's up, guys? What up, dude? How are you? Where are you in the world? I can't. I mean, I honestly can't say. I could text you where I am, but for some reason I can't say right now. However, this is not about me. Where are you right now? We are here in New Jersey. We're here at the Prudential Center getting ready to uh, do our show tonight. Shay yeah. sounds like movie phone, and if you're too, you know, too young, you won't get it. But Shay's like, we are in New Jersey. If you'd we like to watch ET, press one. Newark, New Jersey, <laughs> just several miles outside of the Big Apple, New York City. Sounds <laughs> uh, like one of those trams. The voice on the tram. We have a lot to talk about here, but congratulations on another Grammy nomination. So let me get that out of the way. Best country duo group performance. And I know you're going to play humble and be like, hey, it's an honor. But would you be irritated if you, because you guys are, I mean, you're the leaders in the clubhouse. You're the biggest duo happening right now, if you ask me. Would you be disappointed if you weren't nominated? I mean, you always want to be nominated, man. I mean, it, it truly is an honor to be nominated at the Grammys. I mean, it's it's a select bunch. It's There's not a ton of country categories, you know, So it's and there's so many great songs released every year. I'm not just, you know, being politically correct saying that. It, it is really an honor. It's super exciting when we get nominated. And uh, we've won the last three years, which I think, you know, creates more pressure this year. It's like, well, we got to make it four. I, I think the first thing I did was Google. Has it ever been done? Has anybody ever won four consecutive years? And I think in my findings, I think the only, I think Lenny Kravitz won in his category three years in a row. I don't know if he won the fourth year, so we're going to, we're going to attempt it. Who knows? But I don't, you never, you never know. It's a toss up. So we'll see. And uh, it gets us an invite to the show. It's always a good time out there in LA. So we'll see what happens. I'm very curious about you two's relationship because it, it, it feels like, you know, your relationship would take as much uh, time and care as, you know, your home relationships because you guys are together so much, you create together. Like, what is the key to being in a, in a successful duo where you must constantly compromise? 
I think it's much like the rules of marriage. Uh, I think there is a lot of things that you can, we've probably learned uh, in this relationship that we probably had to take into our marriages with, you know, there is a lot of compromise, you know, especially if you, you know, have different thoughts on, on certain situations, you have to just communicate that, which is something that you don't just, I don't think you're just born with knowing how to communicate, which is something that we learned kind of through doing this of just like, all right, we got to talk it out every situation. We've never really had any fights, but when we do have like little, you know, tense moments, it's always immediately kind of dissipated when we just sit down and like, all right, how do we make this better? Like what's, you know, we talk it through and I feel like it does take, you know, a lot of time to learn how to navigate all of those things and making sure that you're giving each other space, but also not giving each other too much space where you're just not talking at all. You know, that can happen a lot of times in these situations. And we always, you know, make sure to to make it a point to, to talk with each other and like, Hey, how you doing? How you feeling about this? How you feeling about that? So that's definitely key. I think also I just want- keeping things consistent from how they were, you know, when we got started, we're still shared dressing room, all those things. It's like, you know, we're, we're together before the show, we're together after the show. And if it's a great show, we're celebrating it together. If the show is not so great, we're, we're lifting each other up. And <laughs> it's like, at least we're going through it together, you know, no matter what we're doing. And I think uh, we've always appreciated that and valued that. So that never changes and never will change. And, uh, you know, we both have common goals, you know, it's like, we want, our music to be as heard by as many people as humanly possible. And it's not like one of us wants to be super commercial. One of us wants to be super cred. It's like, we both want our music to be, you know, consumed by the masses. So we're, we're working towards the same goal. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's awesome to be able to do it with somebody, you know, with your best friend. Are there times in this relationship with each of you that you go, okay, the best communication would be if we just take a break, not because we're mad at each other, but because if we're together all the time at each other's hip, like we're probably going to get on each other's nerves. Do you just go, you know what, Shay? You know what, Dan? Let's just take a month and not talk. We, we don't usually take a month and not talk. We definitely <laughs> take moments where when we're off the road, we're just kind of hanging with our family. So that's like all the break we need. By the time we are home for a month, we're like, hey, man, what, what do you want to make some music? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So that's all, the, that's all the break we ever usually need is just to... Uh, to be home with our families and be like, all right, let's, uh, I think everybody wants us to get back on the road right now. And it definitely helps for us to have that space and, and time for each other. I think I can speak on behalf of, you know, most country artists when I say it, the, the model, the formula for country music touring is so healthy. I think it's, you know, you, it's usually two, three days on you do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then you're back home in Nashville. I feel like that's a really healthy balance to not be gone so long. So we can be out here. We can be having fun we'll be, be with our band and crew. And then it's like, you get a few days at home to reset. By the time, you know, Wednesday night when you hop on that bus rolls around, our wives are like, oh, we're, we're, all, we're glad you're going back on the road. So I think it's a perfect balance and uh, it allows us to keep things fresh. You know, the parallel that I would use is our, our morning show. When we started this, we were all very young. Uh, we weren't, you know, we didn't have kids. I mean, I still don't have kids, but we, we weren't married. We didn't have kids. We were able to, heck, we went on vacations together because our whole life was not only us doing the show, but us being together outside of the show. And there have had to be concessions when now like Amy has two kids, Amy has a husband. So we've kind of had to figure out, you know, where each of us live in that circle now that the circle is like six circles deep. And I assume with you guys and your families, that same thing has had to happen, right? Like I would guess you guys hung out all the time until you found people that you like better, meaning your wives. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, man. I mean, no, it's, it's a really cool balance to kind of figure that out, which, you know, like you said, I mean, Dan and I, we spent the first probably, I don't know, five years or six years, just, it was just us 280 days out of the year, we were together and probably playing shows out of all 280 of those days. Uh, and then, you know, obviously we, 
as we got bigger, we didn't have to play so many shows. And so we weren't together as much, but it was still, we had so much fun creating and we tried to kind of create that, that space of like, all right, we, we, we work. And then, you know, we were, we were back home with our wives and I feel like it just kind of created that, that hunger to create again, being away from each other. And we've never really had, obviously you have to, you know, have those spaces and have your family and have those moments where you're like, all right, this is the, the time for the family. And, you know, we know that this is what this is. And Dan's been so great about, you know, he knows I got kids and if I got to go back to Arkansas and hang out with them, he's always great with that. And it's just kind of makes it, like you said, kind of has this a fresh creativity when we come back when you kind of respect each other in that way of, of giving each other your own space. And then it makes it more exciting when you get back together, especially after being together for so long, creating every single day. It just kind of makes it exciting again. And uh, that's the way that we kind of, like you said, keep it fresh. Let me talk about kid kids for a second, Shay, because, you know, on this show we were we're talking about Adele and she was like, ah, my kid doesn't give a crap what I do. And I say, Hey, if you always grow up in it, you don't really know that it's that cool to other people. Do with your kids, do they, do they care that their dad's a big famous singer or are they just like, ah, that's dad. He does what he does. They could care less. I think in the best <laughs> ways I, they, he has no, I mean, neither one of them, you know, Ames is just about to be two and Asher's about to be five. And he, he knows that like I go on stage, but he just, like you said, being around it always, if I'm on the TV, he's like, what do you think you're doing, mom? I was watching a movie kind of thing, you know, like, <laughs> you know, they don't, especially when you grow up with technology, I feel like kids don't understand, like you can take a video on your phone now of dad and then you can watch it back. And so seeing it on the TV, I don't think registers with like, he's in LA or he's in New York doing a TV show. It's just like, what, who filmed dad and what movie is this? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a, yeah, I've, I have a ton of these shows on my on the mom's phone. So it's just kind of, you know, I don't think he really is registered quite yet with what I do. And I don't think he really cares all that much yet. I do want to get to the Christmas stuff in a second because, you know, we're getting into winter, which is great, I guess, for my what I would call Dan anxiety. Because I get it when Dan's gone for a long time and he goes back and he mows his yard and it's like it's 10, 10 feet high. And I told him for Christmas I would buy him you know, like five mowings from a professional company. But Dan, you're so obsessed with mowing your own yard. Why, like, why can't you let this go? It's so funny. Like speaking of posting about mowing on social media, people like my mowing more than they like our music. I think, I think like <laughs> I get like five times the amount of engagement and viewership when I post a story about mowing the lawn. And it's like, we worked so hard on this song. We poured our hearts and souls into it. And it's getting, you know, 20% of what it, it's like me just mowing the lawn. Let's with circle my, back to that lawn thing. Yeah, with my <laughs> Craftsman mower that I bought at the Sears outlet on Thompson Lane for 200 bucks. It's still kicking, barely, barely. I need to invest in a new mower soon. But I don't know. It's something that's therapeutic. It's like instant gratification. Whereas music, it's like you, you, you come up with an idea. You, you hear somebody say something. You write it in your phone. You write a song. You demo it. It goes through a lot of steps before you can really feel it. You know, a song like tequila or speechless these songs that we had written years ago we're finally feeling the fruits of that labor we're out on the road doing our first headlining tour and feeling fans singing back to us in a big way that takes a long time whereas mowing the grass it's like you're out there you're mowing you step back and you look at those lines and it just looks fresh yeah. like it's it's you know a couple hours of work and you can feel that immediately which is uh which is a beautiful thing i don't know i i just can't let it go i can't i spend too much time i it's an anxiety thing. I, I talk about it a lot with my wife. It's like, I, if I spent that time, like just getting my work done instead of going out there and picking up each individual leaf that falls off the tree into the lawn and carefully placing it outside of the lawn, I feel like I would get a lot more work done and 
probably have a more successful career. But, you know, something about doing that landscaping satisfies my OCD. I want to play a clip of Officially Christmas. This is from Dan and Shay. Then I want to talk about this for a second. Go ahead. It's officially Christmas. And I'm officially Now, do you sit down and go, all right, we have got to write a Christmas song because the world needs a Dan and Shay Christmas song? Or does someone come in and go, nah, I've been feeling pretty Christmassy. Let's, let's write this. It, it's something that you definitely, it's not something that just kind of came out of the blue. I mean, our fans have been asking for Christmas music from the very beginning. And I think we've gotten asked to do um, a CMA Christmas special. And we had, did, I think the first one we did was Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. And that's, just like I mean that's our favorite Christmas song probably of all time and we realized that not a lot of people have original Christmas music you know there's like there's the staples you have Mariah Carey you know all went for Christmas you got JB has mistletoe that one always kind of rises to the top every year and we were just like man we would love to write an original Christmas song and so we tried that for the first time last year and the reaction from our fans was crazy I mean we we took over <laughs> Mariah for like a day so yeah. it was like one day that's our claim to fame that's our claim to fame but uh, it just, it, the reaction was crazy. And so we were just like, man, there's something about doing an original, like people are kind of hunger for that because they don't really get it. I mean, if you think about it, not a lot of people do original Christmas music. And uh, it was just kind of a, a fun thing for us to get to do in August, you know, and set up a mini Christmas tree. And Dan's uh, had a lot of nice scented candles oh, yeah. in the studio. And we just kind of made a Christmas and should have said July because Christmas in July sounded better. Totally. I think it might have been July. I don't know. We procrastinate. Yes. August is like the final deadline. The label's like, yeah, you got to get your Christmas music turned in by August 31st. It's like August 29th. And we haven't written the song yet. So it's always a scramble. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, we, we somehow wrangled two this year. I saw on Twitter, you said, hey, guys, we're thinking about playing some Christmas songs at the show. Let us know if you want to hear it now. What if everybody would have said no? Would you have still played it or was it already in the set? It would have been great. Less work to rehearse the song. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. No, oh, man. It's, uh, I think at that point, we'd already worked them into the set. And uh, we've been changing it up every night. It's fun, man. We have a, we got like a little tree that comes out of the middle of the stage. It's a, it's a whole deal. So it's pretty cheesy. But, you know, it's Christmas. Why not? Yeah. Uh, when you're you do your live show and that that thing comes down at the end i think it's the plus sign and i saw you hit your head on it dan i wanted you (laughs) hit your head when it but to me it almost looks like a magic trick because when that thing comes down then you guys disappear right yep yep okay now all the details that's my question are you gonna david copperfield me here and not tell me how you disappear on stage you got you got to tell us where you are in the world right now. I know where he is. I'll tell you. I'll we're, tell you after. I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal it right here on Doc. So we're uh, we're nearing the end of our tour, and that's been our debate. It's like we have this stage. This plus sign is out in the middle of the arena. It's surrounded by the pit and all the seats. It's in the middle of the floor. And our fans, they've speculated how we get out there, and we're debating whether we want to do like a big social media reveal of how we get out there, or just like leave them hanging. I think we'll probably yeah. leave them hanging. Or on the last show, just do something completely different. They think they've got it figured out, and then we just come down from the ceiling just out of nowhere. Well, respectfully, this is bull crap that you're not telling me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you after. We'll share secrets. Okay. Now we, that that Fair plus enough. sign is like, it's pretty insane, man. It's like a transformer. It's fully automated. It goes up 30 feet in the air and goes to the ground. It's it's magic. It also costs a lot okay, of money, well, so we'll try to get as much use out of this. Expensive magic. Working theory here that you're not actually in the arenas, 
Uh, those are just holograms of you two because one night I saw that you guys were playing in like Atlantic City and uh, Dan was at home at the same time. That's a theory out there. So I'm just letting everybody know that maybe no, I'm not that's how it's they escaped. Theory. Um, we, I've yes. actually never left Nashville. I'm in my house right now. <laughs> the technology is honestly take the mask off. Take the, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage face off. You know what's the craziest thing is that I'm actually Dan. That's been a, a thing we've had oh, going wow. on since the beginning. Yeah, that is yeah. a waste of everyone's time because it makes <laughs> it, no it sense. Been. But uh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, Amy, you have a, you have a question for Dan and Shay? Yeah. Have a favorite pie? Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Ha- have a favorite pie? <laughs> oh, have a favorite pie. I thought you were saying, but that sounded not like a question. It sounded like a have a favorite pie. Why don't you? <laughs> you know? but, all right. Well, I, I, I guess I'll choose uh, this. I think my favorite pie uh, right now, it kind of goes, it used to be pumpkin pie my entire life growing up, but my wife makes pecan pie. And that has overtaken my entire life. If Hannah makes a pie for like the neighbors, they're usually probably not going to get that pie. I tell her I take it to them, but uh, it's honestly a real problem. I'm addicted to to pecan pie. On so. Thanksgiving, Abby made a vegan thing or a pumpkin pie, and nobody else ate it. I, there was there was a pecan pie that everybody <laughs> ate, and the uh, the pumpkin pie after everybody left, I was eating it. I cut it up and I ate it like for the next four days, like pizza. I mean, it was like oh, yeah. I was picking it up by the crust and just eating. No fork. It was it was a mess. But it was so good. It was very good. I, I feel like that's going to be a staple. Once a week, make no, a pumpkin once pie. A week. Yeah, not, it's not just a Thanksgiving thing anymore. There you Big go. fan. Amy, you have another question for Dan and Shay? Read any books lately? Sure haven't, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last book I read, man. No, sure haven't. Uh, that was a short question. <laughs> what about save money or spend? Uh, I save all my money. I, I, I have spent like probably 300 to- total dollars in the last like five to 10 years. I don't, I don't spend any money. I got, yeah, I, I spend zero dollars. And that's why we're yin and yang because I, I love to spend money. <laughs> I, I don't love to spend I got I got two kids. So that kind of takes up the, the chunk of the budget. Let me play, pick out a Christmas tree from Dan and Shay. Here, here's the clip. Pick out a Christmas tree. So add these to your Christmas collection of songs that you start playing, well, now. Uh, they have Officially Christmas and Pick Out a Christmas Tree. Uh, Still My Love is rocking. You're going out with Kenny, which is going to be a massive tour. I mean, I guess it has to be someone who is a super, superstar for you to go and be the act in front of them because there's nobody now that's bigger than you guys except, respectfully, well, Kenny or Garth. You know what I'm saying? We'll take that, man. It's honestly been a dream of ours. Like when we heard that we got the offer for this tour, we're huge Kenny Chesney fans. I mean, all those songs are songs that you know we kind of looked at early on and been like i want to write like this is the perfect country song you know i go back don't blink all these songs that are just like holy crap you know and he's still putting out hits you know and it's it's such an honor for us to go out with him and the thing about that i miss honestly about headlining is uh you know obviously we love headlining and you love to do that but the one thing you don't get to do as an opener you would always every night you get to go out and watch the show of the headliner and you get to go front of house and you kind of have that whole experience 
and kind of remind yourself of how cool it is, you know, from that side of, of, uh, of the stage. And I, I kind of missed that. And that, you know, we didn't get to do that when we go out and headline and now with Kenny, I just know Dan and I are going to be out there every single night front of house, just rocking to all of those songs. And so I, I did miss getting to do that. So we're very, very humbled that he would even ask us. So we're, we're pretty pumped. Amy, one more question for Dan and Shay. Do you like naps? Honestly, I'm the worst napper of all time. I can't do it. I just, I physically can't do it. I'll, I'll attempt it and I'll just lay down there and I'll start like stressing or my mind will start racing about something. And I'll be like, uh, I got to go steam my t-shirts or so I got to do something. I got to keep myself busy. I'm very, very bad at naps. You're not only, you're not a nap guy, but he's not a sleep guy either. No. He and it he shows. Doesn't, he doesn't sleep either. Yeah. I'm, I can't, I, I, I've tried to take naps, but my kids take naps and that's usually like the only quiet time that we get. So Naps are a no-go for me. These are hard-hitting questions, Amy. I appreciate you. <laughs> well, no listen, j- just, <laughs> just so you guys can be let in, we rolled a dice, and it landed on four before you guys came on, so Amy could only ask questions with four words, meaning, what, favorite pie now? <laughs> so she only had four words. I love it. Didn't I even get it. the question mark in there. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that's why I worked in, like, read any books lately, but y'all went, y'all went along with it. You answered the questions well. Pretty so. good. Thanks, guys. Well, for Christmas, let me say this. For Christmas, what I would like to do for you two is if you're ever in an argument and it's split 50-50, you call me. I'll be the deciding vote because I understand how hard a one-on-one can be. If you need a tying vote, I offer you that insight, knowledge, opinion. Anytime you guys need it, let me know. Only because I passed on the, the grass mowing certificates. That's yes. true. That's true. I was going to get that. Okay, help right Dan now, and Bobby, where are you at right now? You said you said you were some. If we needed to get a hold of you, you're at uh, the same cell phone number that both of you have, and you can just text okay. me, oh. and I will Harder. I will get right back to it. Wait, yes. and then All right, Dan and Shay. I have yes, one, Amy. I have one more that we need to know because speaking of uh, debates and ties, I have one more question: Home Alone Christmas movie? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Thank you. Unreal. All right, also, the dumb, uh, dumbest two note. people we've had on the air in a long time. <laughs> We're gonna go now. All right. This is a side note, but I watched all right. Jingle all the way the other night, and there's a great reveal. I posted this on Instagram. He, yeah, yeah Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger amazing. is dressed up as Turbo Man. He is Turbo Man at yeah. the end, and his they don't his family, his wife and his kid don't know that it's Arnold until he yeah, takes I mean, off. It's clearly How do you Arnold. not know that you it's can, Arnold? It's see through goggles. It's <laughs> Turbo time. How do you He's not like, know that that's Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> And they're so blown away, like, Dad? Howard? Howard? (laughs) Blown away. Couldn't believe it. All right, Dan and Shay, uh, they have two Christmas songs, Officially Christmas and Pick Out a Christmas Tree. Uh, Add them to your playlist during Christmas because every time you stream one of their songs, an angel gets its wings, and that is a proven fact, and I didn't just make that up. Um, At Dan and Shay, and guys, uh, Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys soon, and I hope you have a great rest of the week. Love you guys, man. Merry Christmas. Good talking to you. Love y'all. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. An Arizona guy has been reunited with his high school letterman jacket after almost 30 years. His name's Jed Motley. He ordered the jacket from Chaparral High School in the 90s. And like most of the football team did. He really wanted it, but he never actually picked it up because he couldn't afford it. It was like 300 bucks. So he ordered it and then was embarrassed. He didn't have the money, so he just left it. So what happened is his brother, Josh, was at a thrift store and was like, hey, hmm, were there any other Jeds at your school in 1994? He goes, no. He goes, I found your jacket. 
So he, Josh's brother bought the jacket for 25 bucks, and 28 years later, Jed has finally, I wouldn't say be, been reunited, but has been united with his Letterman jacket. He said, quote, it means a lot to me. To have my brother find it is crazy. Now I'm going to wear this thing with pride. That's a pretty cool story. It just reminds me of going to college, and I had a Letterman jacket, <laughs> which, again, extremely difficult for me to, to pay for that thing. But I was a decent little football player. And so I had it. I was proud of it. First day of college, I wore it. My friend Courtney, who I did not know at the time, was like, dude, stop wearing your high school jacket to college because only losers do that. <laughs> but it was the only jacket I had, the only jacket I could afford. So I wore that thing in shame for like a month until I got a new jacket. Uh, that's not telling me something good, though, <laughs> to be honest with you. Tra- past traumas. Hey, little T's are creeping up on me right now, Amy. No, I feel like that's All a big right, T. But- <laughs> no, that's a... Well, that's a... That story of my jacket is a little T, but the bigger T, the bigger trauma is the lifetime leading up to that. Yes. Yeah. All right. But good good for Jed and Josh. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, in a few minutes, we'll talk about Amy getting another animal. Um, she's basically a zoo. Amy gets another animal. And we'll go around the room and ask, how long do we think it'll live? <laughs> that will be a game in a couple of segments. But first, let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. Well, this guy's been charged by the feds with buying and distributing fake COVID vax cards. It was easy to catch him because he bragged about it. He even went as far as to comment, I sell proof of vaccination cards under a post about bars and restaurants requiring them. In a private message, he told someone, I'm going to be rich. He sold uh, 600 cards for $60 to $75 each. He made a lot of money. Now he will spend a lot of time in jail. Crazy. Uh, that is from Yahoo. Yeah, if you're going to do that, first of all, let me just say this, because people get mad at me for thinking like a crook. Uh-huh. Don't do that. Secondly, if you're going to do that, don't be bragging about it everywhere. That gets you. Next up, chicken tenders could be the next big shortage. Chicken tenderloins and how they're packaged in grocery stores will also be part of the shortage. Uh, the price of breast meat is well above already what it's supposed to be, but because they just can't get enough workers... We're not going to have chicken tenders. Now, name for me a food pound for pound that's as good as chicken tenders. Because it seems to me that every chicken tender is good. It's hard to have a bad chicken tender unless it's cooked wrong. Chicken tenders, beat it, pound for pound. Eddie? A burger. A cheeseburger mm-hmm. is pound for pound better than the chicken tender buns. Not to No, because there's bad burgers. Not really. Not, I mean, even me. even convenience store burgers, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, you just love burgers yeah, too much. that's not... <laughs> Accurate. Amy, can you beat a chicken tender pound for pound just being good? Yeah. Can, can, does a chicken nugget count? That's a tender. I yeah. don't know. That's the same oh, thing. Boy. No. I mean, chicken a, a tenders chicken, are long and it's like, a, Okay, well, you, you can take a chicken tender cut in half and have two nuggets. <laughs> nah. I feel like if you go to the menu, because pound for pound, I would say chicken. the nugget. Okay, fine. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That was my, my only competition for the chicken tender. You're right. It's amazing. The only competition for the chicken tender is its son, the nugget. The nugget. That's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as, as far as sides go, pound for pound, the best side is a mashed potato. No. French fry. No. Ma- it's good by itself. It's good with gravy. It's good with chives. It's good with, like, chives. mashed potato. Yeah, I don't even like it, but people like that. Mashed potato with corn following close second. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it's the best all the time. But pound for pound, that's the best side. It goes with more things. No. Like mashed potato meat. I would, okay, not, the, I would never choose I got what can beat the tender. What? Pizza. Oh. Pizza. Sometimes, Slice mm, of pizza. 
Not always. I, I love pizza though. too, but I think it's harder to mess up a chicken tender than it is pizza. And I think it's harder to be. What do you like, Amy? Broccolini? <laughs> oh, I love broccolini, oh, but I, I was going like to say, I, mean, I love French Ooh, fries. La, la. I like I, broccolini. I love macaroni and cheese. Oh, that's over. Yeah, mac and cheese is good, but yeah. you, can, you can screw that up. But that is good. Okay. Okay. The CEO of Better.com is in the headlines after he fired about 900 employees last week on a Zoom call. What? Here's a clip of someone that recorded that Zoom call. We are laying off about 15% of the company. If you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group being laid off. Oh, whoa. Ow. Gosh. What? Who was this again? The CEO of Better.com. Dude, I wasn't getting fired and I felt it in my stomach. I work, I'd, I'd go work at Best.com if I were somebody on that exactly. call just to show them. I'd move up a notch. <laughs> I'd have some chicken tenders, some french fries, and go to work at Best.com, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, and then finally, the Texas football coach and girlfriend are being sued over the alleged monkey bite. Remember that? Yeah. I actually saw the lawsuit, and we get a shout-out in the lawsuit. We do? We do, because Where? remember, remember the stripper with the monkey, her friend called the show and got on the air and was like, ba ba ba. So the lawsuit's like, and then her friend went on the Bobby Bones show and said, I couldn't believe it. We were in the lawsuit. Yeah, her photographer friend? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised I didn't get a little more pickup. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Is this it? Yeah. Texas Jeff Banks, Paul Assassin, Girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we're in the lawsuit. Congratulations to us. That's cool. Uh, no, no one will ever see that except a judge or an attorney. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Okay, Amy, we said that you got a new animal. Let us all in your world. Well, I wasn't a part of buying this animal at all. My kids went out and they were hanging out doing their thing with their dad, and they all come home with a fish. I'm like, what? Who who said we should get a fish? And he's like, well, both the kids wanted one. And so I'm like, great, we have a cat, and the cat is going to eat the fish, or something's going to happen, or we're too busy taking care of the dog and the cat, and we also want to get a bird. And I've started the application process for the bird, by the way, because we were trying to adopt one. And I feel like that process is longer than the adoption for my children, So just heads up. Bobby, remember how I needed a reference for you? No? Mm -mm. Okay, well, Mm -mm. when I... Was it for a bird? No, when I adopted... (laughs) Hey, Amy deserves this toucan more than anyone else. Oh, for your kids? Yes. Yes, yes. yes, You wrote a letter. Well, just heads up. I might need a letter from you for the bird. But anyway, back to the fish. I I don't know what we're doing, but we now have this little fish... So far, it's alive, but there is an over-under in my house on how long it's going to survive. Oh, we should bet on this. I like it. But, but Amy, you can't kill the fish according <gasps> You can't bet. Yeah, because you could steer the direction exactly. of the bed. Yeah. You could I would it. never. I do not. I want this fish to live. I'm not going to kill a fish. For Why money? do you keep winking? Why do you keep winking at me? <laughs> I'm not winking. I see dollar signs uh-huh. in your eyes. Okay. Yeah. Keep, keep winking at me. Okay. Um, you, you have the fish now. Yes. Today is December 7th. I'm going to go ahead and get on the board for when we come back from vacation after the holiday, which will be what, the third, the fourth? I'm going to go ahead and hop on the board January 4th. That fish will be dead. So that's approximately four weeks, three weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little less than four weeks. What today's the the seventh, January 4th. Amy, what kind of fish is it, by the that's way? That's a good question. Fish, I'm going to move my weeks up. No, gonna, it's kind? one of those beta fish. Oh, oh, that's that changes my mind. Why? Because those things last forever. I they had do? one in college, yeah, almost lasted the whole four years. Mm. Okay, I'm still going January 4th. 
Um, Eddie? No, 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 no. My beta fish, there was this one time that we I mixed two males and then they killed each other, but I got another beta fish that lasted, I'm telling you, three years. So I'm going to say way over whatever the line is. There's no line. You have you to, had pick, to a pick a day. Okay. Dude. Have you ever bet before? Then, then give me <laughs> give me Tuesday, December seventh, two thousand twenty-two. Okay, write that down. We're all wow. twenty bucks. Okay. Wow. So Lunch is box? it is it the closest or you have to get it right? The closest. This poor uh, little fish. Man, I was gonna say it's gonna be like December twenty-fifth. Like I think it's gonna last a couple weeks, and I think Amy's gonna forget to feed it. Well, then you should take, like, tomorrow then. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying mm-hmm. to decide. Well, heads up. You can overfeed it, and it can eat itself to death. Oh, man. I'm experiencing that right now with myself. <laughs> I read if you give it too much food, you need to, if they don't eat it within, like, five minutes, you remove the food. Or give me tomorrow. Okay. Give me tomorrow. Okay. It's dead. So Lunchbox is doing that strategically because if he takes tomorrow, he gets some of the, some of the early days as yeah. well. Um, okay. Well, we all have our dates. Raymundo, do you want to hop in on this for 20 bucks? Yeah, give me December 6th, one day before Eddie of next year, 2022. Oh, I think it's going to be a very difficult winter. <laughs> then you got spring, summer. Once the next <laughs> fall and winter hit, yeah. I just don't see it surviving past that. So basically, Eddie, yeah. if the fish lasts beyond your date, you win. It yeah. has to live over a year for me to win, yeah. Yes, uh, but if it, if, it, if it makes it there, you win. If not, <laughs> it goes to us in our bits. Let's go. The, okay. I guess, variables are forgetting to feed it. Type an average over feeding it. The cat. Three to five years? Eating what? it. What? Thank you. How many? Three to five years. But I'm telling you, we're talking about your house, your life. I still feel pretty confident about January 4th. I mean, cat eats it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we can probably. I sneak in the middle of the night and kill it. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you can't do that. We'll get you on video. <laughs> <laughs> we can probably play this game again if we get matched with a bird, except for the parrots we're looking at. They live to be over 100 years old. Yeah, we're, we're betting for our kids. <laughs> you know what? I bet uh, 2047. Yeah. Um, I got a couple things for you. Okay, keep us in the keep us in the loop, Amy. Okay. 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 All right. Here are the best places to put your food so they last as long as they possibly can. I'll start with eggs, Amy. Where do you think you should keep your eggs? Well, I keep mine in the fridge. So fridge. Is that going to be your final answer? Yeah, but I feel like you're about to tell us something like you keep them out on the counter at room temperature. But I don't know. Final answer: fridge. E- eggs are best kept. In the fridge. Yes. yes. There, you don't get food poisoning today. Nice job. <laughs> Yay. Collect okay. your prize. Okay. But, Next up. Okay. Bananas. Ooh. Bananas. That word just sounds funny. Banana. <laughs> Banana. Do we just answer? You do, Amy. I'm talking oh, with you. Yeah, I didn't know if you were ready. Um, yeah. Countertop. Mmm, she picks countertop. Yeah. Banana. Bananas and pineapple should be kept in the fruit bowl or on the counter. Yes. What about strawberries? Oh, the refrigerator, for sure. But other fresh fruit and vegetables need to be refrigerated. So the only two are bananas and pineapples. That is correct. You don't die of food poisoning again. Wow, wow. You're living a long life here. Next up. Potatoes. Oh, a cool, dark place outside. How did you know it's cool, dark place? How did you know that? Are you reading the story? Do you have the story in front of you? No. 
Ew. Is that exactly what it says, Bones? <laughs> it, it literally says it's, potatoes belong in a cool, dark place. Okay. <laughs> I know that. It's just you grow up hearing that. That's why I know how you store potatoes. I put them in my pantry in a basket. This under. is some bull crap. Do I get Onions. bonus points for that? Well, you haven't died yet. Onions. Onions. Kind of same as potatoes, but yeah. Pantry. Are you saying pantry? I'm saying that's, yes, they don't need to be in the fridge. Ooh. Cool, dark places correct again. Yes. Nice job, wow. Amy. Yes. All right, next up. Ketchup. I mean. I don't even know what a nightshade, I know what a nightshade is, by the way. Google it. Yeah. You know. That's what your mom would tell you. Go read about it. No, she said, yeah, go read the encyclopedia. She didn't say Google it. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. Ketchup. I would say restaurants keep it on the counter, but they have higher turnover rate. People are going through it faster. So just for the average user like us, refrigerator. Mm, I'm sorry. You just died. Oh, that's incorrect. I'm sorry. It was a fun game until you died, Amy. That can't um, be incorrect. You, ketchup is to be kept in a cupboard, even if the label tells you to refrigerate after opening. Well, that's weird. Yeah, why would it tell why you that? You know, what's, you know what's weird? You're passing during the show, because that's just what happened. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nice What about y'all. salsa? Salsa. Oh, refrigerator, 100%. Oh, I'm sorry. Cupboard. Cupboard. No, yeah. Yeah. not if it's been again. opened. So, Bobby, how embarrassing. if it's been opened... <laughs> You put it in the fridge. It's like, even if it says put in the refrigerator, don't. (laughs) And Amy argues with it. Let's do this. And this is the story that you and I were talking about on the air a few months ago. There's a documentary on HBO called The Way Down, right? The Way Down? Yep. The Way way Down. It's about a church, parentheses, cult, capital C, and the leader of this church died in a plane crash. And I was like, I don't. No, this is true. But the plane went down. They found the plane. We started talking about it. So, Amy, do you have inside information about this? Well, I, I mean, can't say anything, but I know someone that knows someone that knows a lot about it. And they, she now believes, based on what they told her, that they for sure had staged a plane crash to fake their deaths. Whoa. And they're alive. Whoa. Because they knew the documentary was coming. Mm-hmm. And they knew they needed to handle this, make this happen and disappear before the documentary got out there. So what you're saying is, because I don't, I didn't really understand the trajectory of how it got to us. Yeah, because I don't, I can't give people away. Uh There's things I could say that would make it specific, but I'm trying to remain neutral. Like, I don't want to (laughs) die. Are you saying that you believe in your heart of hearts this creator of this church that created a cult is really alive. I'll say it how my friend put it. Okay. If she, and she's the one with the info, if she had to put money on it, she put mm. money that they are alive. I would too. I would okay. have too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you have it. Take it to the bank, folks. Yeah. Wow. Can I say something? Because I had a conversation about this last night with someone who was a pilot. Mm-hmm. And they said that there's a group of people in town that have heard the black box audio of the crash actually happened because we had this conversation last night. It's crazy that we're having it today. Wait, well, what, what would the audio say? Was the black box like, hey, we really got him? <laughs> or was it like, 
<laughs> no, they like, said what? they <laughs> said it sounded legit, like it was a real well, yeah, a, a plane the, crash going she, down. Her pilot husband that she married, he was an actor or singer oh, or something. Oh, but yeah. then what happened? How did they get out of the plane after the, after well, but where, the, the why? plane land with them in it? Were they never in it or what? I don't know, guys. But let's think about the lake they crashed into. Why are their bodies, why haven't they been found? Like, it's not, it's not like it's this huge, massive body of water. Is it, right? Like, it's not the ocean. I, I, it's a lake. I feel like they found some bodies, didn't they? But not didn't her they body. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think they're dead either, but you heard it here. News. Write the story. (laughs) Credit Amy. No, don't credit me. If you haven't seen that documentary, it's called The Way Down on HBO Max. It's crazy. It's it's a great documentary. Watch it. Make your own mind up. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Missouri. A 46-year-old man was driving about 2.45 a.m., didn't have the headlights on. Police pull him over. Like, hey, man, you didn't have your headlights on. There's a bag of meth on the front seat. They said, what's that? And he said, ah, my doctor gave it to me. Medicinal purposes. I'm allowed to use it. No. Yeah. I don't think they do that. Did he have his card? His medicinal meth card? <laughs> what in the world? What did the cops do? Uh, they arrested him for driving under the influence and possession of amphetamines. I guess it's called amphetamines. Methamphetamines, yeah. Yep. I would say that the move was not to turn your lights off driving at night. He didn't you have know. meth in the car. Yeah, he Also, if you're getting No, but over. it's like they got to go through your checklist. Like, got meth, check. Lights are on, check. <laughs> you got to go through that. What about getting pulled over, remove the meth from the front seat, yeah. check? Yeah, throw it out yeah. the window. That's Eat a good it. one. Eat it. Eat it. Hey, whatever it takes. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. This guy uh, collapsed a lung because he was singing too hard doing karaoke, which I understand. I mean, I don't understand the collapsed lung, but I understand like going hard at karaoke because sometimes when I'm doing Humpty Dance, I will not breathe. And I'll be like, oh. oh." So I just like to shout out this guy. His name's Wang Z. And Wang went so hard that he collapsed a lung. He gave it his all. He felt a sharp pain in his chest. He had to cut his act short. Went to the hospital. They said, uh, bro, this x-ray, it shows that your lung has collapsed. His surgery was a success, made a full recovery. Wow. What karaoke song do you sing so hard? Because I, I go Humpty Dance. Eddie? Suspicious Minds. Just give me Elvis, man. I go hard with some Elvis. Lunchbox? I mean, I can't sing very well, but Party in the USA because it's a crowd favorite so you don't get booed off stage. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. You can find us on Facebook, too, go. at Bobby Bones Show. Go. 